Hey, what up, everybody? We're going to be talking to Anthony Manta. We're going to wrap up Tyler Bertuzzi's arbitration conversation. We're going to talk about NHL 21. Uh, all right, and we've got, uh, oh boy, uh, Helene St. James came out with uh, some lineups. Uh, so let's let's rip those into tiny little bits. Um, so hang on for a bit. Uh, now, of course, if you're a Red Wings fan and you're listening to this podcast, you know what, what other team you're probably a huge fan of? The Pittsburgh Penguins, right? No. All right. But anyway, these these boys are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, if if any if any part of you wants to listen and, and hear what's going on with uh, the boys that love Sidney Crosby, you know, God help them. But <laughs> wait, what you want to do is, is head on over to uh, tip the iceberg. Uh, but here here they are talking about themselves. We'll be right back. We'll get the show started. Hello, hello, hockey fans. My name is Nick Berlansky, host of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My co-host, Nick Horwat and I talk all things Pittsburgh Penguins from top news to game analysis and other unconventional hockey talk. We've got you covered. A team in the playoffs or in the play-in round won the first overall pick, and I wanted to throw my phone clear across this plane. <laughs> Nope, nope, it, he yeah. will. Yeah, see, there's your he hot will. take, got it. Where That's is? my hot take. He will be a Hockey Hall of Famer, if not possibly first ballot Hall of Famer. That was just awful officiating, and who who was this this scrub that was officiating? Let me let me look it up real quick. Mark Rasheed, something like that? Oh, oh, Recky. I just I just wanted to see him booming it from blue line to blue line, being the lines. That's all I wanted to see. Very few general managers have those type of players, let alone three players that you can easily say, if I don't trade them, my team will be better. So all I have to do is not make a move. And I get that's a foreign concept for Jim Rutherford, but you just don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. You don't do that. (laughs) New episodes every Monday. Tune in at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcast from. And let's go Pens. Oh, oh, excuse me. Sorry. No, uh, uh go penguins. <laughs> uh oh, Mike, you okay? No. Uh, no. I, uh, it's uh, November first. We're two days away from November third. Sometimes you got to go on the other side of the aisle, and uh, oh, Mike. Oh, keep it together. You can do it. Oh, Jesus, here it comes. All right, he's good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, thanks uh, thanks for your patience, Red Wings fans. Uh, We know uh, the last thing you want to do on a Sunday morning is take a look at the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, colors and logo. Brunch. Yeah. You know, they are like the one team... Here's our here's our banter, right? Not a part of the notes. They they are like the one team I think the Red Wings can. I mean, we we legitimately hate them. But think about the rest of the NHL. Like uh, when we're talking to the Hockey Podcast Network, and I bring up something sad about the Red Wings, like nobody feels sympathy for us because we had so much success for so long. But I yeah. feel like the, the Penguins are like that one team. Probably Chicago too. Uh, but we we can like legitimately hate them, and everybody else hates them too like that that's the only thing i think we still have in common uh when it comes to like winners because you could talk about like the toronto maple leafs but and they don't win <clears throat> all right so 
<laughs> well, I think we hold on to that grudge, even though it was what twelve years ago, um, when our beloved, my beloved Marion Hosa, uh, pulled a, uh, a Judas on us and went, you know, on the other side, but um, over to Chicago, right? I, I, I. Well, I mean, he, we, you know, we got to play him. He was in Pittsburgh. Right. We beat him in Pittsburgh. Then he loses with us. Then he heads on over to Chicago. So it was him trying to find that Stanley Cup, and he just kept making bonehead decision after bonehead decision. But then he nailed it because then he signed a long term with Chicago and won. Uh, and he, he got well, it all. Really he got good. everything he, just, he wanted. He joined our team and helped Pittsburgh win a cup. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. I thought <laughs> <laughs> he did hey, do pretty we're good. We were doing though. fine. If that was part of the plan, like he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you guys to stand. That was a hell of a season. Like if you go back. And take a look at those numbers. Um, like I mean, one of those, you know, like you get stabbed in the back, but it's not yeah. because he was behind us. It's because he gave us a hug and was holding a blade. Oh, so that it's uh, yeah. it's one of those things too. Like going back and looking at Pavel Datsuk's numbers around those those years and seeing how amazing he was with Marion Hosa with all those possession statistics. Uh, the turnovers were always there. The the takeaways. Yeah. Uh, for Pavel, anyway, we but start doing a shot every time you bring up Pavel, uh, man, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> and I'm I'm sure there's no way you're going to bring him up again in this episode. Oh, uh, we might as well transition right into that, huh? Um, Mike, oh, uh, that that'll be our first segment. We'll break the order here. Breaking news, Mike. Uh, Lucas Raymond was uh, was kidnapped by the Russian mafia and uh, replaced with uh, with Mr. Pavel Dadsuk. Um, I I don't know if you had the pleasure of watching it, Mike, but. Uh, we're, we're going to take a look here, just as uh, uh, the evidence that'll be shown in court. Uh, but watch, watch, watch Lucas there. Boom. Right. Wow. Oh, it's a beaut. Uh, honestly, this is something that when you, you're trying to find the excitement, right. uh, and, and I apologize for everybody uh, who's listening to the podcast, but uh, what, what you're watching is a Datsuk level takeaway. And just uh, an amazing finish from Lucas. Uh, I think we've got another angle as I scroll down here. And this is from uh, Here's Your Replay, which I, I think if you're a, a hardcore hockey fan, you're following uh, at Here's Your Replay. So we're not uh, we're not necessarily yeah. plugging anything. <laughs> it might sound tongue in cheek what Matt's saying that, uh, you know, uh, poor Lucas was abducted. But uh, clearly this is not the work of a teenager. This is a grown man Hall of Famer move. Uh, <laughs> As soon as you see the highlight, uh, I think he'll easily agree with what Matt's is asserting here. Yeah, uh, uh, it, it really is. Like, it's, you, finesse, you find it's, those... it's, it's defensive awareness, um, it's skill, and then it's a puck in a net. Matt, that's a Hall of Fame move right there. Welcome yeah, back. Hand-eye, hand-eye coordination. And how about the, the time that you have to, to turn around and set up that move? Um, yeah. Again, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, 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 it is just that amazing and that short of a clip too i mean it's what it's a two second gif of seeing uh a takeaway a turnaround control the puck look up at the goaltender spot the puck in the right you know in the open part of the net i mean all of that happens in in two seconds uh it it it's it's fantastic something that we need as red wings fans to get excited about uh so we can cross that one off the list that's a (laughs) i just uh it feels like it's it's kind of been a little while since you know Ken Daniels has really had a, a real reason to say what a dad so kinetic that was. Uh, so hopefully with uh, Lucas his abduction, uh, you know we'll be able to start saying that again uh, during hockey games. Uh, 
Well, Matt, we got some more uh, Tyler Bertuzzi talk here uh, from our last episode. We uh, we guessed, we hypothesized, and other synonyms about what kind of money he would make. And Matt's been decided. His money's coming in. Did he get enough? Okay. That's he a was tough our, question. He was our top goal scorer last year, man. Now, we we talked last week about the number that Eiserman came in with, and then that uh, that was the move that uh, kind of decided this whole like that that was the move that was oh this this is still the Iser plan. There's no loyal. I mean, I shouldn't say no loyalty, but he he's really looking out for this team first. And then we got the decision on uh, on Monday from uh, the arbitrator. Maybe that was Tuesday. I can't remember now. Anyways, uh, so we got the decision early in the week, and it actually came under what we guessed, which would be 3.7, which would be the midpoint. See a lot of these arbitrations that actually go there end up at that point. And uh, Tyler came underneath that. And what, like one of the things that popped in my head was, shoot, and we were talking about this over the summer. Uh, I mean, if you're talking about a guy I highly respect in uh, Prashant Dyer, um, you had the free press, uh, get, I don't know, the projections. Uh, we're 4.5 to 5 million, and this is going to be something uh, long-term. And, you know, you saw those numbers, and you're like, Jesus, I mean, he's good, but come on. Um, so there's there's two ways to look at this, Mike. And uh, it's either, God damn, did Steve Eisner do an amazing job with this, and the Eisner plan is those those <laughs> wheels are greased up and running, uh, and, and you're going to have, you know, you're going to continue to get that flexibility, or you look at it and go, man, uh, that super sucks for Tyler, <laughs> which, um, I think, I think now is a good time, uh, to just real quick before I, I share some of the statistics, we've got two pieces here, uh, from Red Wings rant and the brothers, of discussion that we'd like, uh, everybody to check out. And, uh, let me, let me share another screen here. Mike, can you see that website? Yeah. All right. So this is, uh, the BOD podcast.com brothers of discussion.com real quick, everyone, if you haven't checked it out, you can go to our shop and, uh, it, it's just from BOD podcast.com from the homepage, click on the shop page. Uh, and you do have, uh, our, your Red Wings rant t-shirt, your Red Wings rant mug. You've got your sweatshirt. I just want to make sure everybody knew that was there, but, um, we're actually going to go into the Red Wings rant page and I want you guys to see Jesse L. I love that, Jesse, you put your last initial as your name uh, for the article. But uh, find Jesse at J-C-L-E-I-S-T-17 on Twitter. Jesse's going over Bertuzzi's worth. And, Mike, who's Jesse? Well, if you're uh, following and, and a part of the conversation online on Twitter for the Red Wings, you're going to see Jesse popping up everywhere. Uh, but he's somebody that uh, I, I've actually had a lot of uh, conversations about the Detroit Red Wings just we just straight up DM and start talking. Um, and he was happy to come aboard. Uh, and this first article, I think you absolutely have to check out. Uh, but yeah, you can go over to bodpodcast.com slash Red Wings Rant. And you're going to see all of our new blogs popping up there. Uh, we actually have another one going up that'll be a link uh, to our YouTube page uh, with some explanation of what's going on because uh, it's a pretty complicated uh Pretty complicated model, Mike. But uh, check out Jesse's article. Uh, he's kind of in agreement with us. With um, Bertuzzi, definitely could have gotten paid more. And uh, here we're going to go over the first bit of my my calculations that that went up uh, to show that. 
So this is this is a lot, Mike, and this is why I made a YouTube video to kind of go over what's going on. So look, I want you to know that I did some work here. <laughs> I don't want you to look <laughs> at this and go, holy shit, we're about to talk all these numbers. We're going to go top to bottom. No, we're not. Uh, ultimately, we're, we're coming down to like some simple uh, calculations, uh, or I'm sorry, some simple uh, conclusions come off of a lot of complicated calculations. Uh, but I found, uh, you know, a list of players that I, I deem to be comparable to Tyler Bertuzzi by looking at size, position, uh, individual expected goals, and points per 60. Develop this model uh, to take a look at what they're getting paid. We have old and new contracts mixed in, so you can take into consideration uh, the COVID situation. You can take into consideration, you know, expansion drafts or whatever you want whatever's going on with these salaries um, and then plug that all in to just get as, as many pieces as we can to figure out where Bertuzzi should have fallen. And I think this is a little bit easier to digest. Uh, it's a, it's the dollar per point. And now that line you can see Mike um, going across all of those bars, that would be the average dollar per point, the, the dollar spend per point for these comparable players to Tyler Bertuzzi. Now, is Tyler Bertuzzi coming in and only bringing in points? No, he brings in so much. But we are trying to figure out, like the world of NHL analytics is still trying to figure out the best way to, to dissect defense. So what we're doing right now is, is since these guys are comparable from an expected goals perspective, and, and again, there's so much of this, you have to watch the entire YouTube video on uh, the Brothers of Discussion page uh, to make sure you don't miss anything. But um, with, with all these comparable players coming into play, you can see how far Tyler Bertuzzi is beneath the average. And so many guys like Andre Burakovsky, Brandon Saad, uh, Jason Zucker, Christian Dvorak, and it just, to me, there are so many guys that you probably could have interchanged in that graph and, and put in there as like, here's, here's another comparable player. But ultimately what it comes down to is, uh, and I'm going to pull this up again, just so I can read the number, the, the average salary in millions for these guys that had comparable points per 60 and uh, a comparable expected goals number um, came in at that four, that 4.3 number. So you could just sit there and go, all right. Bertuzzi got paid 3.5 million. The average for those guys was 4.34 million. Quite, quite a bit, I would say, to come under, especially when uh, the middle point between the two numbers that Bertuzzi was thrown out there and Eiserman uh, gave to Bertuzzi would have been 3.7. And of course, I, I just thought it would end up in that spot. And uh, it obviously didn't. It came underneath that. My my thing is, how did they not produce enough information for the the arbitration to end at the midpoint? Like, I I don't understand that because that seems like the easiest thing in the world to to do is just to take those two numbers and say, you know what, Eiserman's coming in pretty low. Bertuzzi, even his own ask came under uh, that four point three four million of those comparable players. So. Again, I could have picked a player that has a smaller salary and that number changes, but that's where I just kept trying to plug in more and more players into that model to find a better average. And it's just, you know, I, he really did get dogged on this one. That's my conclusion with all these numbers. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's the only kind of kind of dangerous thing here with with Iserman because we we don't. We don't have a lot of, uh, you know, Lafreniere's uh, coming up through the pipes, um, pipelines. Um, 
So, I mean, if, if we can see Bertuzzi, looks like it's going to be at least, you know, for this franchise's next, you know, four to five years, somebody who's ready to, like, start hitting their prime here in the next, you know, year or two. Yeah, um, you know, right at the age, At the age of 25, you know, you're you're going to start hitting it, you know, 26, 27, 28, 29. Those are, like, your prime NHL years. The only thing that could might maybe give you a little bit pause is if, you know, they came in a little bit low, you know, and then he's kind of like, wow, you know, that's that's kind of where you see me. I, I led your garbage team uh, in goals and that's kind of <laughs> where you value me. Huh. Uh, you know, that's a, that's the that's the side of it that I kind of look at is, um, you know, now he's he's definitely going to be making less than uh, Darren Helm. And obviously we can't <laughs> we can't punish you know, or, or judge Iserman for contracts. He didn't sign, but it's just, you know, if Tyler's, I, I'm pretty sure he has access to the internet and he can fire up the cap friendly <laughs> and, uh, you know, to see that he's still, you know, not going to be, you know, one of the top paid forwards on this team when he's clearly one of the best forwards on the team. I, I, it's just something I think for him to think about. Um, cause I, you know, this is the Wings. One thing they've been, uh, historically very consistent at is, uh, you know, paying you for what you did in the past instead of what you're going to be doing in the future. Um, so I think that this Bertuzzi contract is yet another example of them. Well, I mean, you only got like 20 goals. Yeah, but I'm 25. I'm going to be hitting my prime here. These are my players. I'm going to be doing it, baby. Uh, we're going to give you three and a half. Do you think that that could be one of the, are, are we going to see a transition at some point with these players where like, Mantha, let's say Mantha does get another short-term contract, or Bertuzzi, maybe he get he's another all-star uh, for this upcoming season. You know whether or not it's just uh, uh, he actually plays in an all-star game, or he's just, yeah, right. He's just called an all-star. But if that happens again, is with all these players talking to Steve Eiserman, like we go back to the free agency period, and they kept saying, "I'm here because of Steve Eiserman." Like I trust what this guy says. Is part of the conversation Steve is having with these guys like? Look, I don't see it, or I haven't seen enough, but I, I'm willing to pay you if you can prove yourself. And are we gonna are we gonna see the contracts that start to hurt us if we find that success? Like Steve, we have nothing. There's nothing for us to go by so far with the Red Wings to say that there's you know uh, there's like a precedent for us to point to. But um, maybe to your point of there being an an issue of of not paying the guys that have done that have had some success or at least paying them up to this par that we I mean statistically proved <laughs> that there was room for Bertuzzi to get paid more yeah. um if if they don't see that contract in the future where you're making the point right now could be at the point where they they've passed their prime and they start that decline are we going to be paying guys more at that point or is Iserman going to set the precedent of like, no, man, I wasn't going to pay you before. I'm certainly not going to pay you now. So like, like <laughs> if I'm, if I'm playing NHL 21, that's how I handle it. But we've also got all these guys coming in through free agency saying, I trusted, the, I, I trust the words that Iserman was, was throwing to me. So I, I know, you know, we're getting outside of, of numbers. We're getting outside of like that hardcore uh analysis of like what's going on on the ice and we're stepping into uh like 
<laughs> psychology and philosophy and what's going on behind uh, the eyes of Iserman. So that, that big old brain of his. What? What do you? I don't know. Can we even answer that? Or is this just us going, all right, we have to keep track of this because at some point somebody has to get paid on this team. Um, and yeah, I, that might be the other piece of this, too, is, um, you know, the Red Wings cap situation is is so wide open right now, um, not yeah. just for the future, but like for today. Um, you know, with that signing, it's it's basically what are, what are we left with? We got to sign Mantha. And, uh, you know, maybe I guess uh, Timishoff, you know, that's that's not going to be a huge deal. Um, so even if you gave Mantha $15 million, you'd still have uh, almost a minimum <laughs> to sign somebody else. So it just kind of feels like... Right up to the max, right. <laughs> let's give him an NBA-level super max. Uh, you know, Here's a fun, fun game. Uh, I know yeah. we're going to jump into Be the GM later. What if you yeah. told Anthony Mantha, like, I'm going to give you one year. We're going to extend the cap. You're going to get everything that's left. <laughs> Just trust me. Like, we're going to pay. Well, you know what? Why don't NHL teams do that? Why don't Why don't you say to Mantha, I'm going to give you a one-year contract for $15 million, but you have to promise as we move forward and we start to build this team, you're going to sign for $1 million a year. Wouldn't that be a great idea? Like if we walk into the season, like Eiserman's just he's talking to Mantha right now. Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sign yet. I'm gonna see if I can get some trades in the works here. And then you're gonna get twelve million dollars just for this year. But I want you to handshake agreement right now. When we move forward, you're gonna be at a much more reasonable salary and we can build this team into a Stanley Cup champion. Why isn't that a thing? Like uh, just, uh, just the, the Red Wings uh, breaking news with a good faith fifteen million dollar one year contract. <laughs> it's a good faith deal. Uh, <laughs> and then Bantha walks the next year. <laughs> he sits out the season, right? Uh, oh, I mean, that, that quad's really really aching me, Coach. Oh, there'd be another scratch tonight. Um, <laughs> Honestly. Uh, I feel like a genius right now. Somebody comment and tell me why that wouldn't work. But I think I think that I think that deal works for me. I, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's part of this is that it's the Red Wings right now. You know, if, if we're like Tampa, you know, you're biting your fingernails off trying to figure out how you how you still fit all these guys on one team without having to get rid of a single yeah. person. And you're like, fuck, we lost an arbitration. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Three five instead of three four. Now we got to trade Stamkos, but the Red Wings like, whatever, man. We got tons of space. You know, whatever. You, just put a number out there, Anthony. We'll see. Could you imagine like uh, all the hell that would break loose too? Like if if uh, this really was like Eiserman playing chess and everybody else is playing checkers. So he makes that move not just to to help out the Red Wings moving forward. Again, I know we're being silly, but this is such a great idea. But it, he also does it. To like set the standard contract <laughs> for forwards, so other yeah. guys that are going to be looking for money are going to be like Anthony Manta got paid fifteen million, but like in house, Eisman's going to be like, we know what's going on. We're not paying anybody fifteen million again. But the rest of the league is like, oh shit, Anthony Manta got paid fifteen million. I got to shell out for my, you know, mid, yeah. <laughs> my my you know lower elite. Um, 
<laughs> top line forward. Yeah, yeah. Like um, it, it's kind of like uh, remember uh, beloved uh, Ben Wallace on the Pistons, and the Pistons let him walk because he wanted four years, sixty million. Yeah. Um, and he was already like 32, 33. He only played one side of the ball. Um, <laughs> getting injured. And then all of a sudden, all these players are like, you know what? Ben Wallace, uh, I want that Ben Wallace money. So I think, yeah, if we could set a precedent where it's like, you know what? I want that Mantha money. And then we kind of reset the landscape completely. And then everybody's yeah. kind of going to the negotiation table. You know, I want one of those one-year $15 million max deals. Give me one of those. <laughs> Suddenly, all these opportunities come Iserman's way as teams have to start dumping off superstars to enjoy the uh, one-year luxury life of being a Detroit Red Wing. Might be really fun. <laughs> we'll just have a, a hired, one-year hired assassins. Uh, the greatest players in the league will come here and get one-year $15 million deals. <laughs> I, I love this plan. Uh, I, I think uh, I, I hope Iserman's listening right now because we're going to be a hell of a lot better uh, moving forward, if we can get this to work, the Red Wings completely reset market for the next fifty years of we, national they can re- They can reset every sport that has this. You know, I mean, change football and change basketball forever. <laughs> Just one year contracts where these guys get paid, and then handshake <laughs> deals moving forward. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I think uh, we'll wrap up the Bertuzzi conversation by saying um, it, it, it does work out fantastically for the Red Wings right now. I think we've brought up some questions as to like eventually, you know, like if, if these conversations are if you play well, you're going to get paid. Um, you know, you can't just keep tricking Bertuzzi into <laughs> like, all right, you're, you know, you still have improved yourself. And he's like, I got 80 points this year. What are you talking about? So eventually somebody's going to get paid. Um, so it, that's where the trouble could come into play. But I think right now, Mike, if you and I had to sit here and play the game of like, do we think that's going to happen? Uh, no. So I think, I think we're okay. So ultimately Iserman did the move that we, we would have, um, I, I think it's, I'll sum it up this way. I think we all kind of have this idea of what Bertuzzi is. Um, and Iserman gave him the contract that makes sense for what that player is because we know he's not the game changer elite guy. Um, he served, he definitely serves a fantastic purpose on a team, but, uh, you know what? We've talked about it ourselves. Like, uh, you're also paying a guy for the value, uh, he's bringing like selling jerseys and stuff. So mm-hmm. that, that 3.5 is great for the Red Wings. Just, you know, kind of sucks for the twos. All right. Um, our our first thing that we we skipped, Mike. I, I just wanted to bring up. Um, maybe get your get a hot take. Uh, but we had there it is. Um, Mike, if there was a captain of the Russian Five who celebrated their anniversary of hitting the ice for the first time this past week, um, I, I asked uh, I asked Hockey Twitter, I asked uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, and um, we got in a like a huge result for the winner. Uh, pretty much ninety percent, and then uh, not so much for everybody else. Mike, you want to you want to put in your guess as to who would be the captain of the Russian Five uh, if there was a captain? So let's say individual five guy lines needed a captain. I, I know it's well, crazy. I'm a little concerned because I know there's a lot of Red Wings faithful who are very butthurt about Sergey Fedorov wanting to make that that dollar dollar bill. Um, but he's a Hall of Famer. There, I said it. Um. So I'm going to pick him as my captain because I'm going to pick the best players who lead by example and put pucks in nets. Um, if you want to 
do a, you know, a PR move and put Constantine off or tease off in there, be my guest, Larry Onoff. I, I don't know if he contributed enough to be my captain. Um, I, I'm going to say I would have picked Sergey, but I have a feeling the people picked Larry Onoff. Uh, they absolutely did. They they picked Larry. I knew Onoff. it. I, I knew it. God. <laughs> That's I mean, that was my pick, too. I kind of put it in there and I, I wish that I had flipped up and, and done Larry Onoff as the retweet because then, uh, you know, then you get more coverage. Um, to Larry Onoff as the retweet because I, I, I thought you know what I thought I would play the uh, the Red Wings Twitter fans uh, into you know the whole retire ninety one uh, side of things and maybe they'd retweet yeah. Fedorov just to get him more accolades but um, that didn't work all right no. e- Igor Igor gets the winner LeBron James taught us nothing make that money son make <laughs> that money it doesn't matter. He was he was scoring goals for you like he wanted to make that money. So, uh, you know, thank you, Sergey, for, you know, getting pucks in the net. Liriano, if you only got assists because you had Sergey on your line. Sorry, I said it. <laughs> All right, he, wasn't, Mike, uh, he wasn't dinging him off a tease-off stick. Come on, let's be real, people. <laughs> well, there's Mike, there's two ways to increase your wallet, right? You got to make that money. You got to be, you got to be Sergey Fedorov. Or you can save money. By using the promo code, use the promo code THPN at manscaped.com to get your lawnmower 3.0. That's right. We're here to talk about the lawnmower 3.0 again. Uh, Mike, that thing now has a very nice spot in uh, in Matt's bathroom. Some uh, easy access, uh, I think, is the best way to put it. Um, I I, now that I've started, I can't stop. It's almost like an addiction. Uh, I like. The, the result is a, a clean finish, right? But you also like what it does for you uh, from a, a, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say ego, maybe just confidence-wise. I'm definitely not in the realm of ego yet. It's, it's not oh. that, it's not that <laughs> great. But confidence-wise, uh, you know, uh, you kind of like what happens there. So now I am addicted to using the lawnmower 3.0. I like how I'm dancing around what's actually going oh, yeah. which, on. Which side are you coming from then? If you're not at the ego, are you are you more of the super ego or are you still id like, oh, dick now bald? Uh, <laughs> like, where, where are you coming from over there? It's right? uh, it's it looks grander. Is, uh, is the super, idea here? super ego? It is. I'm I'm coming from the id side, so we got it. We got it sandwiched <laughs> there for there you go. All you Hitchcock fans out there with Halloween just just recently ended, so. Uh, so if you want to look more grand, uh, head on over to manscaped.com and uh, you can use the promo code THPN to get 20% off uh, and uh, and free shipping uh, for your lawnmower 3.0 package. Uh, Mike, the thing's got the 7,000 RPM motor. Like I said, you're avoiding those nicks and scrapes as well on your cojones. Um, so, I, I mean, it's just it's a win, 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 win uh, for you and your cojones. Uh, so that's manscaped.com. Promo code yes. THPN. All right. Uh, yes. Moving Improve on. Improve those uh, consensual dick pics. <laughs> Matt, let's move on. Uh, right. <laughs> where, 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 where are, are we? we? Oh, um, boy. This is. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, we got two items left. One is uh, some rumblings and grumblings about NHL 21. And then people eviscerated poor Helene St. James for daring to think outside the box a little bit with her projections on the Red Wings lineup uh, for the coming season. Um, 
And I think it's worth uh, reading those out here. Um, Matt, do you have a graphic ready for us? If not, I'm happy to read. Go ahead and read them. We'll pretend everybody's well, on the podcast now. I think this this might be the one where uh, there's some molars being ground into uh, dust. Uh, the first line, which was <laughs> Anthony Mantha. Well, I can see that. Centered by Robbie Fabry. Oh, well, that might happen on some nights. Valtteri Filppula. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we're going to talk about defending that one in a second here. Uh, line two was uh, centered by Dylan Larkin. Um, left and right wings, you had Bobby Ryan in the twos. The new $3.5 million man. Line number three, Domestikov of uh, Philip Sedina and uh, Glenn Dunning uh, bringing up the wings on that one. And then on the fourth line, there's a lot of hot potatoing here. She wrote in four people, so I don't know how that's going to work. That's like, you know, Mighty Ducks 2 movie. Uh, but we had uh, our boy uh, Earn, Earn That Money. Uh, Darren Helm, Franz Nielsen, Sam Gagne. In some, in some capacity, those goofs will be in there. Um, you know, maybe Svechnikov will kind of squeak in. And then uh, we have the defensive pairings, Matt. Do you want to wait for those? And let's handle the forwards first. Oh, well, it's Mark Stalin, Philip Peronik, uh, Patrick Nemeth, and, and Troy Stetcher, Danny DeKaiser, and John Merrill. And then there are backstoppers, Jonathan Bernier, where if you ask around the NHL, a lot of people are putting Grice as the starting goaltender. Um... um no, I, I'm not. I'm not benching the MVP of the Red Wings <laughs> 2020 yeah. season. Uh, there's, there's no way I'm doing that. Those people are bananas. But Matt, let's kind of get into the first line here. This is the one where people are, are like, oh, bah, 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 bah. so Mantha, no question. Uh, Fabry, and then Philpola. What? What oh. was? Here's my what, hot take. Yeah, where does that come from? Helene, um, I really hope she'll come on the podcast one day. But what this <laughs> what this reads to me is that she she's looking at this like if you were playing with the 2002 Red Wings, right? If you had some guy that wasn't uh, performing uh, up, up to standard, like what you needed, uh, you could just move around players. I mean, you've got Brad Hull, Sergei Fedorov, Luke Robitaille. Uh, you, you could move slot almost any successful player on that team into any one of those lines and help elevate that line. We can't, we can't afford to play that game with this team. All right. I, 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 I don't know if we could be completely sold on Robbie Fabry. Uh, I know Valtteri Filppula is not the guy you want to throw on your first line. Um, could you imagine us touring the league and, and when they do, then they announce the starting lineups they're going to have to say Valtteri Filppula. And the only thing I can imagine that benefits us if this if he's on our first line is the gut-busting laughter that the other team, like uncontrollable rolling on the ice when they hear that. And we'd win. We'd score, like, probably on that first drop of the puck. But what do you do when they stop laughing? What do you do when the gut-busting laughter stops? You get destroyed. <laughs> Let me uh, let me try to come to Helene's aid here because I I think that one line I really like a lot that she put together because she did comment and say you know we know that there's magic with Larkin Mantha and, and the twos right um, yeah if, if you can kind of spread the wealth a little bit you know let's kind of see if we can have more than one line putting pucks in nets so one thing I really do like that she did was uh, Larkin with Bertuzzi and Bobby Ryan because if you know, if we're not getting, if we're not going to keep Bobby Ryan, you know, a 33-year-old guy, he's going to be able to get a lot of points playing with Larkin and Bertuzzi. Um, 
So as far as like trying to pad out his stats to see if we can swap him for a draft pick or my God, you know, maybe we'll be, you know, competitive enough to be watchable on some nights. Um, if that's one combination, I, I think that that works for, for all parties involved. So I, I really like that move. So the one spot where I would probably make a, a switch is with Nemesnikov uh, being on the third line, because the way that, you know, comparably watching him, you know, against Philpla and then, if you're going to talk about having a more well, well-rounded game, as much as we love uh, Robbie, he only plays one side of the ice. And I think ideally I would want, you know, Mantha to have a guy who's, who's going to be able to do show a little bit more diversity out there um, as far as, you know, what kind of skills he brings to the table. So that, that would maybe be a one, one flip I would try to do. Maybe mm-hmm. just put Valtteri on the third line and put Nemesnikov in some capacity on the wing or centering for Mantha. Um, but I think that that's maybe one tweak and then a lot of the grumbling would go away. It was just Vladislav moving up. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I, I love that. Cause when we, when, uh, Nemistikov first got picked up, we, we put out our video on our, our YouTube page of taking a look at his stats and he ends up being number two on a lot of our like advanced metrics, the advanced, uh, analytics for tracking, the the shots on ice, uh, tracking uh, possession, expected goals. If you're tracking from the defensive side, he ends up being one of the top forwards and in, in hits uh, delivered. And he, you know, it, it's just it's one of those things positionally. Like he ends up not not being number one for everything, but he's doing such a great job on both ends of the ice that he, he he's he's elevating himself and whatever line he's on uh, because because he is that that. Uh, I, I don't want to use grinder because I think he's more than that. And that's, that's why I was so excited when we did pick him up, but I yeah. love, I love what you're saying and switching that the Fabry and, and the Mystikov. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. You might even switch uh Love for Nemistikov and just put Nemistikov at center. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. But I know Steve said he does want to put Fabry at center. So a lot of people, when they're putting their line projections, they're like, all right, Fabry center. but. Either, either well, way, I, I like that switch. Whoever yeah, you're taking I, out on that first line. Yeah, I mean, I I would put Nemesnikov in for Philpola, um, if only because I want somebody to offset <laughs> what Robbie thinks is defense. Uh, so if we have a kind of a more defensive forward, uh, and we have a uh, offensive-minded forward, and then you have Mantha, who's just a beast, I think that's going to be a, a pretty formidable line. I, I like what they can, you know, kind of triangulate together um, on the ice. So I think that would really make the top two lines, you know, respectable where it's, you know, not, not a historically uh, awful NHL, you know, team. <laughs> Mike, I'm going to say this, my hot take on your hot take. That is your best hot take since the show has started. I've never been more proud to call you my, podcast partner here on Red Wings Rant. But, Mike, we've got more hot takes because uh, you said we only had two segments left. But you forgot our brand new segment of Be the GM! We lost There it is. We're back. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I was scared. I was scared to hit the video to stop it, only to have it restart again. So I was like, "Uh oh, what, what should I do here?" Okay, sounds just a shade long. Like, <laughs> and you don't want another shade too long. But man, you had a really good question for uh, the people 
um, so, online yet. Yeah, we've we've only seen, and if you guys want to participate these in these, just go to at BOD Hockey and give us a follow. We're going to be putting these out once a week. Uh, last week, we played two different Be the GMs. Uh, but this week, we stuck with how we want to go uh, moving forward. But Mike just had such a juicy question, we couldn't skip it. So be prepared for one per week. Um, and this this was about Anthony Manta. We brought up Anthony Manta and his contract so many different times. Uh, so it only made sense to me to talk about it uh, to all the Twitter folks. Uh, we've only seen short-term contracts with Stevie Y. Does the trend continue with Anthony Manta? How many years are you signing Manta for? So the actual question you're answering in this poll is how many years are you signing Manta for, which pretty much uh, brings you back to uh, that that answer of uh, does the trend continue for Manta? So Mike, you've got one to two years, which I, I would kind of say is that that's your short term. Then you've got three years, four years, or five plus. Now, I, I don't know. Uh, let, let's let's talk about what uh, what the faithful picked here. The Red Wings rant faithful. Did I actually put our results? Nope. Cool. I nailed it. Uh, <laughs> the results were thirty percent, thirty point eight percent went uh, three years for Manta. Def, definite uh, fence sitters here. Nobody wanted to go short term or long term or really take that stab at long term. And uh, the the lowest was short term. It was one to two years. You had. If you if you went short term, you had two different options that could have been right in one year or two years, and that had the least amount of uh, 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 votes. So at nineteen point two percent, second to last was four years, uh, but second place, Mike, five plus years. People want to give Mantha five years or more uh, on this upcoming contract, uh, or at least twenty six point nine percent of voters said that. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, 80% of people want him around for a, for the long term. So it was just in what capacity do I, well, do I want three or four? Uh, I don't know about that fourth year, but three years for sure. And then there was the five-year people who were like, four is not enough. Give us that extra mortgage. Uh, so um, it's, uh, it's, this is an interesting one. I think Mantha's case is the is the most fascinating uh, development as we look at Steve and judge him as a general manager because we have two <laughs> very important items on Mantha's resume. One, when he's out there and he's he's playing, the Red Wings are an electric team uh, that has a lot of pucks going in nets. They actually win games when Mantha plays. Uh, they score. They they have they have a legitimate top line that can go up against other teams' top lines. The other point of Mantha's resume is is good when he plays. He has a lot of boo boos. We have them documented. Uh, at this point, you can't call him uh, reliable because of how many games he's missed. So when you look at you know how do you want to look. How do you want to structure your your team with Mantha contractually? Why would you do a long term commitment to a guy who has not proven he can stay on the ice? So it kind of boils down to you either double down and be like, well, at some point he'll figure out how to be healthy, and you sign him to a five year deal, what? Or you kind of be like, you got to prove that you're going to be on our team, so we have to responsibly only give you one to two years. So that's kind of what that's kind of where I would see the seesaw at. What which philosophy do you want to responsibly wait for this guy to prove he can stay on the ice, or do you look at the production in a small sample size? Be like, God damn, we cannot let this guy, you know, leave us. You know, should his body cooperate, you know, with the mind? 
Well, Mike, you know what you do? You do a four-year deal. One year, $15 million. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I'm, I can't wait to make that our ad for this episode because people are going to get so angry. Um, <laughs> they don't do real hockey talk on Red Wings rant. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's our new ad, me saying that. So I, I also was a fence sitter, so that's why I brought that up. And I said, there's a lot of fence sitters here on the three years because you didn't want to necessarily commit too long. You didn't want to do too short and make Anthony Mantha angry. So I went three years too. So I was going to make fun of myself. And now I went so long uh, from saying it. I just, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I, I definitely, like if you're, if you're talking like the prediction, three years is what just pops in your head first. Uh, I, I think uh, short term, I think is what I'd want. I think like seeing Eisman do this and seeing it be accomplished with the likes of Tyler Bertuzzi uh, and, and everybody he signed in free agency. I just kind of go, well, just do it for Anthony Mantha too. It's fine. Um, Cause uh, like we've talked about so many times on the show, you you're going to have, I guess it depends on the dollar amount, right? If, if he's willing to sign, like at what if he, what if he was willing to go 5 million for five years, I would take that. Hell yeah. Right. That That's super reasonable. That's still under Larkin money. But I mean, if it's something where he wants more than Larkin money, that's where I, I'm. And that, I guess that's kind of where my head would be at. Uh, then I'm going, all right, let's, let's pull back. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that over Larkin money, but only for a few years and few one, two or three. So I just, I, I think we're going to keep getting the medium to short. So I'm going to say, I, I like how you put it that 80% of people were saying not a short term deal. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to that one to three years and say, I hope it goes in that direction. But uh, you know what? We haven't heard any updates on how these discussions are going. So that that could be the hang up is they have, you know, they both have a pretty good idea of what this dollar amount should be. And Manta, as you would, wants to get locked up. I mean, it's it's two sides, right? You brought up the injuries. Mm-hmm. Manta doesn't want to see the injuries hurt his dollar amount going forward. And the Red Wings don't want to have that dollar amount hurt them because he gets injured. So it's, it's, it's one of those hangups and you know, like the solution isn't just, they're both going to look at each other in the eye and go, let's meet in the middle. No, <laughs> what's going to happen is, uh, you know, if, if Eiserman's winning all these negotiations and we keep saying one of them has to not work out, not necessarily like, Oh, we don't want Mantha. I, I, I think this might be the one where Steve's been trying, uh, like this, this is the one we don't, we don't have a number on yet. We don't have updates on yet. We don't know when this is going to be solved because this might be the one that's not going in Steve's favor. This is the one where, uh, there's going to be some work to be done. Now I still say Mike, best solution, give him one year, whatever money's left on the cap and, uh, we'll roll into the season and we'll figure <laughs> things out from there. And then handshake agreement. Just tell Mantha, look, we gave you 15 million on this year. So you you're signing for 2 million next year. All right. I'm soft. I don't know why this GM thing is so hard. Uh, Mike. <laughs> should, we, should we punt the NHL 21 to next week? We're at 48 minutes here. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to miss it. I uh, <laughs> Let me get some video, too. So next week, we'll, we'll talk NHL 21. And apparently uh, there's a patch I missed. So I need to get the patch and then play. Yeah, it we'll take a look. Um, we've got uh, – we'll, we'll, I'll bring you guys uh, my my takes on, on be a GM – or um, 
Dia Pro, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I got to jump into and get my franchise going because that's that's my that's my like that I put that as my my um, that's like reading a book, like a good book to to help yourself fall asleep. That's what I do to fall asleep. Like when I'm I at my mode. most when I'm my most addicted to a sport yeah. game, it's franchise mode, and then I go to bed. Oh, uh, just, but yeah, well, proposing trades. Yeah, that's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll get into that uh, next week because uh, we are running pretty long here. We thought we'd go 20 minutes. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in. NHL 21 coming up next week. Uh, we'll probably have a pretty lengthy conversation about that. And we'll show you guys some highlights. Uh, I figured out how to get all my... Uh, Mike, Mike has seen it. I, I've been sharing our uh, Call of Duty Warzone uh, wins. It's pretty boring. It's me sitting in a house for 15 minutes and then I run out of the house and win the Warzone. <laughs> So it won't be that boring for NHL 21. Um, and then, hey, maybe we'll get a Mantis signing in the next week, and we can talk about that. Immediately after we close this episode out, yes. Probably. But we'll still yeah. get all those hits on YouTube, because our title of the episode is Anthony Mantis in it. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, everybody have a great rest of the Sunday. I was going to say weekend, yeah. almost done. All right. Bye. Bye.